Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Paul Janish is here. Chris Dickerson, it's Farm to the Show. We're back. Uh, quick turnaround this week. Uh, saw your ugly mug on Sunday. And um, but some things since that Sunday, that Sunday, not a whole lot has changed. The Rojos are struggling, as are a, a number of teams around the league, but particularly the 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 Reds are struggling. And uh, today was was no different. Um, every time I tuned in to watch highlights, it was a Marlins player hitting a bomb. Josh Bell, first player in Marlins uh, franchise history to hit homers from both sides of the plate today. Um, so is that true? Wow. True. That's yeah, hard to believe. Yeah. Very surprising to me, too. But if yeah. we haven't had a really a whole lot of prolific switch hitters in in Miami. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Josh. If we're if you're into that type of thing of uh, congratulating opposing players, it's kind of like the Reggie Abercrombie home run that got hit in Miami, and we just kind of like everybody mm-hmm. took their hat because he damn near hit to the scoreboard in uh, left field at yeah. Great American. Um, but the boys are struggling right now, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say panic. I, I don't think it's. I think everybody kind of is freaked out and everybody's going to do a deep dive and get overly analytical, but it's happened to a number of te- teams around the league that have made moves, not made moves. But I think we just forget at the end of the, the day, it's just baseball and you're going to come in, you're going to have these type of run-ins. Um, you know, it happens. Yeah. Like, here we go, man. It's, it's that time of year. It's August, right? It's getting late. It's hot. They've been playing good all year. They're in a, what, what we could argue is kind of their first little funk of the season. We've talked about it. They, it's a younger team that that nucleus, especially on the position player side, is young, and and the pitchers too. And it's the time of year when the bullpen, like they've been leaning on them. They're not super deep in the bullpen. We've talked about that. It's it's just a little bit of a stretch that's going to be a, a character check for me. David Bell's talked about it after the de- after after the trade deadline. They they didn't do a ton at the deadline, which I think we've talked about as being. I view it as arguably probably a prudent thing because they didn't get the deal that they wanted. That being said, it's, it's, it's going to be very telling how this team responds. Okay. It's because it, it's the coaching staff, the manager, they can only do so much, right? The players are going to have to get themselves out of the, out of a funk. In my opinion, it, it's, it's something that these guys have never been in. They've experienced a bunch of good pub all year long. Well, hang on. You lose eight or nine to start August, right? You're right in the middle of a race. There, there's going to be there's going to be a little bit of a a little bit of a gut check. Now all of a sudden you got reporters asking different questions. What's going on? What's the problem? You know how are you guys going to get out of this slump? What slump? What are you talking about? You know what I mean? So now it's a thing. If you lose eight to nine, that you're talking about like a, t- a ten day stretch in in most cases. But at the, at the end of the day, they got to pull themselves out. I'm 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 really curious to see the the second half of August. Like what happens? What are yeah. we going to do? We we've talked about Lodolo <laughs> and Green coming back. I think they're going to get both those guys back towards the end of August. That obviously will be a huge shot in the arm, but that's that's two to three weeks away, man. You I don't know, know if they got I don't know if they got that long to wait, especially right yeah. now. I think in that particular division, um, you know the the race the race starts now. Um, I don't th- I hope they're not paying that much attention to it, but um, you know looking at the you know looking at the standings. You know, they're still in relatively good shape. You know, you've got MLB who's posting if the playoffs were to start right now. You know, they're, we got a, you know, inner, you know, in inner division, uh, yeah. little matchup going. And it's a, it's, um, a, it's a great, it's a great point. They, they, they can't spend their time worrying about, hey, the Cubs are, are getting hot. They've made some moves at the deadline. The Brewers are doing what they're doing. I mean, 
who, who cares? Like if, if, if you keep losing eight to nine, it's not going to matter. So I actually really like that point. They got to get in their own and in, in, worry about their own, in their own shoes, worry about themselves, start, you know, the whole deal, like one day at a time. Let's not worry about the last eight out of nine. We got to win tomorrow. Kind of, kind of deal. So, <clears throat> yeah. And those days, you know, they're tough. It's just like, okay, how are you losing the games? You know, it's one thing is like how you're losing the games. If you're in the game, if you're in the game, you're just, it's you're one hit away. It's one person away. You're stranding one guy left on base. It's one bad base running mistake. Okay, fine. Like those can get ironed out. It's just like when you're, it's the, the problem is if the, if the bullpen's coming in, they're just like completely taxed and you're in a position to where you know that these guys are coming in on short rest. You know, these guys are just kind of barking a little bit. That can be an issue. That's hard to recover from. But when you're going out and you're playing hard, um, you know, those things are going to start to fall. That's just like the natural, the natural magic of baseball. And we saw it early mm-hmm. in, the, in the season after we got off the Reds and we started talking more league stuff. We, we're having a number of comments about the Dodgers. We're like, all right, where are the Dodgers right now? At the one point, they're a third in the West. And, you know, we questioned where the Dodgers were at. And that was walk, that was down a pitcher. You know, they had Walker Bueller out. They had a number of in- injuries and they really haven't recovered. They just replaced which is what this, the same thing that the Reds have done. It's kind of no different. Yeah. You have these prospects that have come up, they performed, they simply replaced, they adapted, they evolved, and now, you know, they're a first place team. So looking at the Dodgers, where they're at, you know, they're second in the power standings and they're looking like the natural favorite. You know, we talk about the clash, everybody's going through Texas and it's either going to be Atlanta or it's either going to be Atlanta or um, it, LA. But LA's yeah. had their struggles this year. There's no doubt about that. It was at a point where they were very questionable. You know, here in LA, there was a lot of upset fans trying to understand why the team was in such a poor funk. And that was like May going to the beginning of June. And yeah. it wasn't just until a couple of weeks ago. We're just like, hey, Dodgers are, Dodgers are coming on strong right before All-Star break. And they've been able to continue that trajectory since. I think to that point, though, man, it's it's more of a macro view for the Reds and the Reds fans and at this point because – this team, it's been a minute since since they've had success, especially this late into the season, right? It's it's a little bit of a, hey, because when you bring up a team like the Dodgers, you bring up a team like the Braves, right? They've been good. They There's an expectation there like, yeah, we're in a little bit of a lull, but we're going to come out of it. We're, we're too good not to, right? So I, that's another point here. This team, I, I think, has the makings, the nucleus, to be one of those teams in their division for the next few years. There's a, a young nucleus that we've talked about, energetic, all the stuff. But they need to. There needs to be that internal belief, like, yeah, okay, baseball's a stupid game. You can lose eight out of nine and not really be that big a deal. Whether or not that's the case, time will tell. But I, I do think, take a step back. This isn't just about this year. This is about the next few years, where hopefully, the the the, the foundation currently is being laid. That they're like. I'm not worried about a, a an eight or nine game stretch over the course of 162. Like we're, we're good enough to be at the top of the division. If, if And that, that that's going to be an important, an important uh, from a development standpoint, from a team standpoint, from a culture standpoint that David Bell's going to have to make sure that these guys understand. Right. And bringing it down at a, at a macro level, you know, it's just like if, if you take it at a, at, a, at a macro level, it's just like you say, it's one play at a time, one about a time, go in, win, win a series here and there, just pick up a series, take a game off somebody, those types of things add up. You're not going to places looking for a sweep. It's just like good play, good baseball, take a couple series coming back and things will start to level it out a little bit. But 
you know, again, we can't be like over analytical. You look at what happened with Tampa with, you know, their historic start. They've slid a little bit. And on the other hand, like they have virtually the same, the same story as, as the Orioles. I think they're just executing better, but they've managed to have this young team, this young hungry team that had some success last year, but I think they're on, you know, they're working on all cylinders, but they haven't really had that slide that we've seen, but you know, young, young guys essentially who got a little bit of taste, but you know, it's kind of like a, um, kind of like a, a reload thing where you, they lose and you know, they reload the, the, the very next day. So I think when you have that, it's, you're not looking to just go in and dominate every day. You just got to come yeah. back and take it one series at a time. And I think, and I think they'll be fine, but that's a mentality. Hopefully, I mean, I mean, that's a mentality that all the players have, and it's not not like it's it's anything new. I mean, these these kids all play college ball. You're always trying to go and take yeah. two of four, three of four, and take and take those games one you know one day at a time when the team's in a slide. Um, so the mentality the mentality is there. I don't think it's necessarily the 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 panic, um, but like you said, this is the most important. I think this is the most I think they're at the, I think they're at a crossroads here and this is going to be, the point. this is going to be, the, this is a tipping point, And this is yeah. arguably for, for us. I think this is the most interesting part in their season. It wasn't when they were going on the, on, on a roll. Cause anybody, once you get on a roll, you can stay on that roll. It's when you get checked up a little bit and you get humbled. It's how yeah. you, re, it's how you respond. And we can use a corny, corny boxing, uh, you know, analogy, like it's not how hard you get, how hard you get hit. It's, you know, it's, if you, if you get back up and that's, get back that's up, exactly yeah. what has to happen right now. Well, and it's, it's, I like that, that analogy in the sense that look, if, if this, if this team, if the Reds in general are going to be kind of a, a force the next couple of years, a team to be reckoned with, you know, the, from a payroll standpoint, they're not going to be the Dodgers. They're not going to be the Yankees. Like that's not who they're going to be. They're going to need to be, the boxer that gets up off the mat like when they get knocked down right that that's who they need to be so I, it's i'm not that worried about it i think this is going to be character development i think it's going to be we're going to look back and, and say yeah man that's uh, th- this is this is part of a long season this is part of a, a young team getting good for the first time i will say this you, you need to play well when your guy's on the mound so when abbott's on the bump they need to play good i mean we can say what we want but he's their guy right now he's throwing good i know they're going into pittsburgh this weekend Pittsburgh's not playing great. You know, it's these are the kind of series where you need to you need to get back on the horse and 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 play good, man. It's not necessarily about winning every game, but you need to get back to playing good baseball because to your point earlier, if you play good baseball, good things are going to happen. The team's too talented, right? You need to you know control the things you can control and and the the the, the talent of the team I think is going to do what it's done all year. They just they just need to get get back into getting their feet on the ground and and, and playing good fundamental baseball which they, they, they've done a good job right but how spoiled are we i mean here we are it's august freaking yep. it's august 9th and we're we're sitting here like spoiled like oh my gosh reds are in first place they're going through a skid it's like buddy we're yeah they're in first place sitting at the top of a division for for a team that had no no business being there at the beginning of the year and like you said we're not built this isn't like this wasn't a team that was poised for, for the postseason wasn't poised for, for this type of action right now. What this was, was going to continue to be a development year. And this is going to be part of those growing pains. You saw what the team is capable of and how that team responds. You know, this is going to be, like you said, it's it's character development. 
And, yep. you know, you know, September, they're going to have another opportunity. These and all these teams are going to get they're going to get tired. Like we're not we're going through the dog days right now. And, you know, anything anything can happen. Like these teams well, are going to start yeah. to tire. The arms are going to tire, but then they're also going to get support. Everybody's going to get reinforcements and support in September. And I think that's going to be another interesting part is that yeah. going into August when you do have some extra tools on the bench, some fresh legs coming off, some fresh arms, you have Lodolo and Hunter coming back and then you can maybe give Joey a blow like late in this late in the, in, in, you know, in, in September, those are the types of moments that I'm, that I'm looking forward to is how you strategize around that um, particularly in September. Cause you still got, you got 30 games in September too. Yeah, for sure. And, and look, they're, they're not in the AL East and I don't mean that in a bad way, but what I mean is, the central's up for grabs, man. There's pro- there's probably nobody that's gonna, at least up to this point in the season, nobody's shown the the wherewithal to just run away with the race. I, I don't think anybody's gonna win eighteen to twenty down the stretch. So, they, like like we talked about, it, it's it's up for grabs. They're right where they. If you told them at the beginning of the season, hey, this you're gonna be in this spot on August, you know, whatever the middle of August, everybody would said deal. Okay, let's let's roll the dice and see what happens the rest of the season. So I think that's the okay. way they got to look at I it. I like my chances. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll take that. That has to be the narrative, I think, in the clubhouse to say, like, look, we've been good all year. If you told us before the year that this is where we're going to be, we would have taken it and said, look, let, let, let's play this rest of the season out and see where we fall. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sign me up for that. Sign me up for that scenario in, in spring training. For sure. Um, hey, bounce around the league a little bit, man. Tell me – I see the, the the Orioles announcer, okay? we got a pregame show. Bizarre. We're talking about – I want to hear your take on this. Okay, so we're talking about the – you know, the, the record between the Orioles and the Rays over the last few years, it had been 15 series or, or something ridiculous that before the, I mean, since the Orioles had won the series. Don't creep. I don't think that the guy, hey, what's up, girl? I don't think that the, that the announcer said anything egregious other than highlighting that the Orioles had struggled, right? So for me, how do we kick them off the, how do we kick them off the air? Like, I, unless there's more than meets the eye, maybe there's some background information, some, some previous offenses that I'm not aware of. No. I think it's I think it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because you know because they put the note and they put basically the transcript in the article, and there was no history of any like ill you know ill comment towards the team. It was he was basically just stating facts. And when I first read it, I would assume that they would have put in any type of history, any type of thing that they would have picked up on, and you know yeah. do done their due diligence to see if there is any past history, but there wasn't, and. The comments, yeah, they were completely accurate. And so I actually, you know, made a comment. I'm like, well, you know, if we're talking about the owner, you know, the owner stepping in to take this guy off the air, you know, let, let's be honest here. Paul, you remember, this is the same owner that tried to sue a hotel that's 300 yards away uh, because the the because the rooms that were facing the field weren't paying a ticket. Like, I mean, that's, that's petty stuff right there. You yeah. know, they have the amazing hotel in San Diego that look, overlooks the ballpark that's the whole point of people staying there is because you might catch a little bit of a glimpse yeah. of a game and it's awesome. And that's why the hotel is so successful, but to yeah. go after a hotel because they're not paying ticket prices is crazy. And like, that's dictatorship type of stuff right there. Yeah. It's something I, I'm curious. I, I'm curious to see what unfolds from that. Cause I think it was like, and definitely, I don't think he hadn't been back on the air still. Um, uh, what's going to happen there. I don't know. We'll see, but I'm sure he's, he's probably signing NDA at this point. He's not allowed to talk about it. Right. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, the Angelos or have the, have a a legal background. So, you know, that was probably something in his contract. Be like, I have the, I have the power to take you off air at any time. Maybe so. I don't know. Sign it over. 
What um? So uh, other stuff. So we got the, the the Rangers eight in a row. They're the opposite right now. Of, Not of, surprising of, of the Rojos. They're they seem to be. A, Josh Young breaks his thumb. That's actually for me. That's going to be a significant impact on that team down the stretch here. But they continue. They obviously made the big deal with Scherzer. He's pitched well since he's gone over there. One the other day. In a, in a playoff environment, playoff series, you have to assume he's going to answer the bell, right? They're it's 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 a compelling team to watch, man. As we talk about getting into the dog days, they seem to be getting stronger. Yeah, and that's uh that's the that's the best sign that you want to see is when you get into that August is how you how you come out of the break and you just continue to put together good abs, putting together good pitching, you know, bullpen doing their job, just everybody just do everybody contributing, and that's the, that's what you want to see, and they're doing it to the they're doing it to the max right now um you know garcia is still continues to rake he's having you know he's having the season of his life right now he's truly the catalyst i know we talked about simeon kind of being mixed in there um and being underrated but he's uh, adolis garcia has completely taken over over that team um with um you know becoming that central figure over there um you know, Max getting over there had a great outing. I think it was six innings, six innings pitch, nine Ks, uh, gave mm-hmm. up, gave up two runs. But you know, one of those things like you, you get this guy, they roll. I'm sure that was a huge boost for that team. Like you said, you get one more ace, one more arm in there. You continue to put up runs on the board, which they've done all season, and that's a game changer. And I think that's what what we're experiencing is that they were the the beneficiaries of one of the one of the great moves of of the free agent of free agency and that was that was a huge boost in the arm and and, it, and it's showing yeah for sure for sure hey uh chris how, how good your spanish not very good no that's pretty good it's not uh, like your it's not like yours but it's no, pretty it's good not like, it's not like mine um i'm just telling you los bujos is uh spanish for the house we need to get a a wolfpack shirt in spanish uh los lobos Lobos, yeah, that's right. Isn't that uh hey, speaking of Lobos, isn't that where D Ray went? New Mexico. Oh, yeah, that's right. New Mexico. Yeah. New Mexico. By the way, the Lobos. Call out, call out to D Ray. He's gonna be on the show here soon. We're we're getting him on. Yeah, we're gonna get shout some out to D-Ray. Art, artwork um, I done. Would say, it's it's I happening. Would, I will say this my babble and my duolingo. I'm doing a lot more a lot more um French than Spanish. So the Bujos didn't really register with me. I see owls, I think Chouette. Well, living in uh SoCal the majority of the time, what is going to better serve you? The, um, probably the Spa- Spanish, the I would, Espan- yeah, probably say Spanish es- or Espanol. Korean, Spanish or Korean. Cause I'm, you know, me, I mess with some karaoke and care sure. and in K town has some of the best spots for karaoke in the city. So if you're down with karaoke, that's the spot to go get some Korean rice, uh, Korean rice, uh, alcohol, uh, turns into, turns into a real good time real quick. It's called sake. No, that's Japanese. This is Korean. It's basically like the yeah. same thing. It's more so like a Korean, a, kind of like think a Korean vodka. Okay, but it gets uh, that, it, it gets that you loose. A, it gets the pipes loose, and it gets you know, it gets the, the edge people off. going. Yeah, I, I, that was a serious question. So soju, I think, is what it's called. Mm, I, good yeah, call. I, I, a little Google search there, but yeah, good call. Yeah, there's a couple. Yeah, we had a couple nights in Toronto where we we soju mm. is free the soju is free flowing yeah that's a no habla uh, yeah no. never never a bad time i don't no know habla. any korean though but well looks like you're gonna keep that street going maybe go to maybe go to korean town and karaoke in spanish 
Now, yeah, now I, the, I think the only Korean that I do know is from the K-pop song that's on that's on Kids Bop that plays in the car on the way to school. So, you know, I'm probably better off at this point. I don't know what they're saying, but I can re I definitely recite the lyrics to it. <laughs> so I got that going for me. Oh, man, that's funny. I um, the Booney ex ejection. Yeah. I see a lot of memes. I think Bo Booney got memed uh, this weekend. Um, which I mean, he's had a number of incidents where Booney's Booney's been mean, but this was another instance uh, there. You know, we've had we had two pretty significant ejections. Uh, we had you know the Orioles definitely got got his money's worth with that replay replay at first, but Booney looks he's got one of these got memed it like this, and they got him beating drums. They got him like with bat wings. It's, so here's here's what I heard. Ruthless. It's ruthless. Ask Tim Anderson, but. Here's what I got on 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 Aaron Boone right now. I, I, some frustration, right? Like it's there. That's a high pressure environment, man. They're 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 four or five games over 500. Obviously, they're in they're in I think fourth place right now in the AL East, which is just as we've talked about. It's a tough division, but I think what we're seeing culminate is frustration, and that, that's what it is because as a general rule, obviously he's a very competitive guy. I've known Aaron Boone for a long time. But the, in that in, the, in those circumstances, man, it, the it, emotions get the best of you, and I, I think that's kind of what we're seeing, you know, come out. And at, at the end of the day, I think there's a there's a calculated element of that too, where it's like, hey, man, I need these guys to get fired up. I want them to know that I care too, and you hope that that filters down into that into that clubhouse. Yeah, and that was that was part of you know when we talked at the beginning, see that the whole judge situation was just Booney stepping up and no and letting them know that that, that they had their back. Booney getting ejected over the you know the call chirping back and forth with Toronto, getting ejected about you know balls and strikes. That was a way. Hey guys, I got your back. If I'm I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for you guys and and then you know combine that with his with his natural you know his his natural mentality. Of yeah. um, of going out there and just being being there for his guys, but with that f frustration with what they're going through, um, yeah, I, I, we just that's one of those instances we just kind of saw that boil boil over, and you know it ha it happens. I'm sure there's been a number of uh, number of things that they that that's been repeated. You know, combined with the poor play, maybe some bad calls, some you know some some mishaps here and there. It just, yeah, yeah, and it happens. Yeah. You're out of here. You're gone. You're gone. And it's yet. If you're gonna throw, honestly, you're gonna throw me out. Like, give me the heave ho. I I hate this one. Yeah. The the this pretentious the, pretentious I want, crap. I don't, I don't want the nonchalant. I, I need some emotion. No, I, want, I need some emotion. I want to know that I got under your skin. Like, if 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 I ever have the opportunity to manage, I don't feel I don't feel like I'm gonna do a lot of arguing. But when I do, I'm probably gonna have to. <laughs> I'm probably gonna have to say some something that like really stirs stirs the pot a little bit because yeah you want, you yeah, know, yeah yeah you're not capable of that, of that all but, yeah right yeah some, if there's some yeah birds, I, some shark I, I, uh, yeah I, I don't see that being a problem with you if there's somebody who knows how to get under skin you might as well just paul you could have been a goddamn dermatologist <laughs> <laughs> oh man but you gotta pick you gotta pick your spots you gotta pick your spots true you um true you, pick your spots Rangers rolling, red struggling. Things are getting things are getting hot and twisted in New York. Um, you know, we'll see how the rest of the week plays out. Always good. Farm to the show. Chris Dickerson, Paul Yanish. Habla espanol. Keep it real, Dicky. <clears throat> Je parle français. Les chouettes. <laughs> uh...
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.